Welcome to the Carl Reader Show. So today we've got a returning guest to the Be Your Own Boss podcast. Uh, but this time we're not doing the usual interview, finding out about somebody, finding out about their tips. Instead, just think of this as a fireside chat. And you'll remember her as the lady without a surname, Kiki. <laughs> Kiki, great to have you on again. Hi, Cole, and hi, listeners. It's great to be on here again. Excellent. So just before we dive in, Kiki, can you just remind the listeners who you are and what you do? Yeah, so I'm a life and business coach, and I help initiate heart and mind change. Fantastic. So Kiki and I were having a conversation about online marketing, and it touched on a variety of areas, on personal branding, on building a funnel, and we decided, you know what, we're just going to click record and we're going to talk about it on air. We're mm. going to share what we know works, what doesn't work. We're going to expose some of our weaknesses on here. And hopefully you guys can actually pull out some of the bones of what we do and be able to use it within your own business. But we'll start with Kiki. Kiki, tell us a bit about what you've done so far on this journey. Yeah, so I have... Um I've not been on social media actually very long, so and this was something I, um, I I tapped into quite recently when I was looking back at what I'd already achieved. So I worked out, I only got my Facebook page for my business um, four and a half years into my business. Okay. So massive learning there. But Facebook's um, dead. Really? I'm, I'm finding, so um, I look at my analytics for okay. some of the platforms. Yeah. And yeah, maybe this is the first controversial thing that comes out. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be many more. Um, but I look on on all counts, I find Facebook the most difficult to get traction. And the only saving grace is that you can pay and that you can target your audiences. Um, so with Facebook, I've got probably about thirteen thousand across profiles. Um, Instagram seems to be where the buzz is at the moment. Absolutely, and yeah. I, I've got about 35,000 there. Um, Twitter is very insular, it's a bubble, and those who are on there think it's everything, but actually it doesn't go much further. And LinkedIn's the rising star, as I said. Yeah, but definitely. Facebook, I really struggle with because organically you might get a like from your mother, but that's it. I suppose it depends how you're using it. So Badly. I, <laughs> so certainly what I've been doing recently since I've returned back to work in May is I have been using it and and, and, and I guess trialing lots of things on Facebook, sure. Instagram and, and LinkedIn. So but, if we stick with Facebook, what's working mm, on Facebook for you? So mixing up my posts each day. So sure. couple, posting a couple of times throughout the day, um, sharing it to my personal page. That's working really well. Yes, yeah. Getting people to share that. Because engagement um, is far better on engagement, the Engagement, yeah. But but also I, I do have engagement on my own Facebook page, on the Kiki Kirby Coaching mm. Facebook page by, by trialing lots of different things. So I might put a completely random um, picture and get people to say what's what do they see in that picture. Sure. Um, and just trial lots of different things. So you lead it with a call to action that yeah. isn't necessarily buy my stuff. Yep. But actually, no. engagement with that post. Yeah. Sure. And I found um, I've had a lot of people then. So again, it's that whole funnel. I, I've not been intentional with what I've done there, but I'm just trialing it to see what works. Okay. Have um, you tried a Facebook group yet? No, I haven't actually. Mm. And that is on my list. But do you know what? 
I haven't set one up because I don't know what to call it. Okay, so I, I've got one. You can change the names because I changed the name of mine. It, it started as the Startup Coach based on my book. Okay, I um, did I did see that on, on something else. That's it. So we then converted it to Be Your Own Boss as we've embraced the new hashtag. Okay. Uh, because let's be honest, I'm not a startup coach. No. Um, I don't really deal with startups. Um, I actually personally don't deal with many businesses. Um, but I certainly don't deal with startups exclusively. And startups has a certain kind of connotation. And I'm the furthest you can get from a business coach because I like the sound mm. of my voice too much. <laughs> so um, Startup Coach, whilst it's a great title for a book, wasn't necessarily the right title for the group. But I, I found running a group was really hard work. Um, my experiences of running the Be Your Own Boss group, we've got about 3,000 members. Great. Um, I would imagine at least a 1,000 of them are spammers from wherever in the world. Um, the most common activity that the moderators have to do, we've got a team of eight or nine moderators, is flag and delete posts that are just blatant sales pitches. Mm. And we found it really hard to get engagement in there. Interesting, interesting. So, so some good some good points there, actually. Mm. What I have found, and I'm not sure if you found that the same, is my audiences... Uh, for my personal coaching business and youth, they're all on different platforms. Yes. So so my corporates and my businesses are on LinkedIn. And that, that I'd by word of mouth and organic growth and, Insta- and and LinkedIn is where I get pretty much most of my business. Yeah, so LinkedIn is phenomenal. I've heard um, some quite influential speakers stand up and say, Facebook's where you need to be, LinkedIn is dead. And this was six to 12 months ago. Mm. Um, in fact, it was 12 months ago because I wrote an article that evening. I was so baffled by Mm. why that was coming out. Mm. Um, I wrote an article saying I think LinkedIn's going to take Mm. off and it really has. Um, The engagement on LinkedIn... And And the reach. The reach, the engagement and the depth of relationship Mm. is beyond any other social media platform. I know a lot of the the, the corporate business clients that I work with are not even on Facebook. No. Um, Um, Do you know, people don't... So I think Facebook, certainly my own experience, I've unfollowed everyone. So if I don't like your comments or posts, it's not because I don't like them, it's because I don't see them, because mm. there's so much junk in the news feed. Mm. And I think quite a few people have either done that or deactivated mm. profiles. I've only kept my profile, A, because it boosts my follower Absolutely, numbers. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I know we shouldn't focus on follower numbers, but do you know what? Journalists care about those things. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. to have an extra few thousand chucked on doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be the admin of my pages, that's the only reason why I've kept mm. Facebook up. But would you not agree that when you're first starting out, or when you're first starting out, or, or as, as your business is growing, you've got to try all of these things to know what works in your business Complete, and what doesn't? Completely, because markets are different. So yeah. as you've said, um, your youth coaching clients are probably Snapchat, maybe Instagram. Mm. Um, but Actually, also on LinkedIn. Quite mm. recently, I've, I've had two from, link, from LinkedIn. Fantastic. Um, but it, it's a very different demographic. Facebook mm. works for certain... I think Facebook works for products very well. Good point, yeah. Um, because it is a very visual platform mm. um, and the virality on there, if you mm. if you hit it right with the right campaign, can go really well. Mm. Um, Instagram's an interesting one for yeah. me. So I find Instagram posts... So, so Instagram, if, if I talk about my strategy behind Instagram... Great, good idea. ...before going into detail about what I find. Um, so I see Facebook as keeping in touch with people who already know me. Okay. Um, I don't actively promote, I don't really pay for advertising. Yeah. Um, I pay to advertise my businesses on there, but the personal brand, I don't. So my friends list, my business profile, 
there's a crossover. So one's got 5,000, one's got about 6,000. There's a crossover between them of about 800. Um, so that, that's a duplication where they both are added as a friend and like the page. Um, I find that on there, just keeping people up to date with what I'm doing um, mm. rather than trying to sell to them. So I already know what I do, who I am, etc. Instagram's a bit different. So Instagram I see as a market for the more general public who might be inspired to decide to do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the pictures that go on there have to be more, slightly more lifestyle focused. Absolutely. And it's it's more about, you know, here's a snapshot of, of the real world. Mm. And it's not me sitting in a Ferrari and conveniently leaning my head to one side or on a train so you can see if it's first class. It's not about that. Mm. It's actually about, you know, this is just a real world. This is what I'm up to. Mm. I'm I'm not putting an Instagram filter on it to make life look amazing. This is Absolutely. just what it is. And it's about real life. The more success you've got from that is behind the scenes, real life, Absolutely. authenticity. Absolutely. It's 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 more about you know these other challenges I've got. Look look at this traffic jam that I'm in, mm. rather than anything else. But stories I found have been phenomenal. So the reach on stories is very good. Um, typically get about two to three thousand views Great. per story. And the most powerful function there, it isn't a swipe up for link, but it's actually the ask question. I was, when you were saying that, I was thinking, definitely, I get a lot of success from that too. Mm. And I find that that really helps me for content creation. It really helps me understand the needs of the wider audience who aren't necessarily mm-hmm. customers mm-hmm. of one of my businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, yeah, it, it widens that reach that I have. Mm. Um, how, how are you using Instagram? So that's probably one of the platforms that I've used the most sure. outside of LinkedIn um, because I like the creativity of it. So so like what you're talking about, I use it for questions. I use it to, to plan my content. Um, I use it to trial lots of different things. Um, and I use it pretty much most days, again, to show people what, what I'm up to, the behind the scenes. Um, but what I find is some of the content I share on there doesn't get the same reach as it is on Facebook or the, on, in, on on LinkedIn. So I mix my content up. Would you say that that's a good idea to Definite, mix your content up? Definitely. Look, I am. Um, I actually lost my Instagram account for two days. Oh no! Why um, was that? I I got asked to verify my phone number. Okay. And I believe I'm, I'm not sure, but I believe it's because my account was registered. Not only on my phone, but I've got a content team, okay. so they have it on their phones. So it's on a few different phones. Yeah. Um, I imagine that they wondered if something fishy was going on. Um, so I got a phone verification, and yeah, you get your text message, you type it in, and all my posts are gone. Oh so no! So I had an account that had it only had one post. Um, it all the stories had gone, my pin stories, the whole lot, and I looked like a scammer. But yeah, oh, I looked like goodness. I had just bought a load of followers and it was a dormant account. I was like, oh my God, but, yeah, what do I do here? Um, but it really woke me up to the fact that if we put our content in, solely in the hands of a third party, we're at the mercy of where they go with that platform. Absolutely. So I'm a big believer, not just for diversification of market, but also for risk management to, to spread across different platforms. Um, so we touched on LinkedIn. Mm. I, LinkedIn is just amazing, isn't it? Absolutely. Really, really good. Um, huge, um, huge reach with your posts. Um, great in connecting with people and taking them through that, that relationship and that funnel. Yeah. And, and I'm sure we're going to talk about funnels shortly. Absolutely. Um, but yes, great. And, and I suppose also it's, it, it feels more professional. Mm. 
um, mm. compared to Instagram. You know, Instagram is a bit more relaxed um, with your hashtags and, um, and and your taggings and your stories. You can't necessarily do all of that on LinkedIn. No, you can't. So LinkedIn is an interesting beast because, um, yeah, you, you, yeah, people post it. LinkedIn is not Facebook and so on. But actually, it's becoming more and more of a social media platform. Mm. I always viewed LinkedIn historically as a CRM system that okay. was updated by the other people. That was how I saw it. But it was the best CRM system you can have because mm. everybody changes their email address, changes their job, so you know exactly where they are. Mm. Um, and it was a database. And I still believe that 80% of users still see it in that way. Mm-hmm. But something happened about 12 months ago where it started to become more sticky. Mm. And I don't know about you, but I started checking it on Saturdays and Sundays. Absolutely. And just, what's, what's going on? Mm. Um, and then I noticed that the reach of my posts was just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, well, unfortunately, I've, I've got about, I think it's about 29,000 followers on there. So I get good reach anyway, but we get ridiculous reach. I get 100,000 reach it's on incredible. posts. And all I was doing was looking at how I've, what kind of posts were coming up in my newsfeed? Mm. You know, what was what was the layout? I noticed people were spacing things out. Yep, definitely. Um, longer know, posts. Longer posts. I noticed that they were doing certain things to get me to click on read more. Um, so I noticed certain trends mm. and just started copying them. Um, one of the things that I've noticed is there's a lot of bad advice on LinkedIn as well. Definitely. You know, people telling you, you must have pictures. Yeah. Well, I can I can tell you, Kiki, that based on my analytics of what I see, pictures don't work at all. They get mm. they get a higher engagement percentage, but they get such low views that actually it's not hitting enough eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Um, videos, I struggle to see videos working, although everybody says they do. Mm. But the reach I've had on videos was far less than Facebook Live, mm-hmm. which was fantastic when it first came out. Yeah. It's awful now. Um, again, I might get my mum watching it, but that's about it. Um, but no, LinkedIn, the real benefit of LinkedIn is the, the virtual relationship building. Absolutely. Which doesn't really happen on Facebook and doesn't no. really happen on Instagram. No. But on LinkedIn, you actually get to know people and their personalities. And I suppose it's a professional, it feels like it's professional networking online, mm. isn't it, compared to the other platforms? Well, you say that. Obviously, you hear the stories in the press about people who say that they've been stalked online and had all these messages. And there is that edge to it. But, I do but you're going to get that in the whole world, aren't Unfortunately, you? In, in, in some way or another there's always going to be that and you know it's a it's a great way to get likes and comments when yeah, you when you put it sure. up there yeah um and i think that's the risk of linkedin is people do things just for the likes and comments rather than genuinely giving yeah and that, that's something i was going to ask you was how you how have you got to the stage of having all of those followers all of that engagement is it just been from you researching copying watching your your analytics so i would love to say yes um however Across all the platforms, I learn as I go. Um, okay. I would love to have a social media strategy. I still don't. Okay, I was that uh, I was going to ask you because because <laughs> from the outside, and I know we've instigated our relation. Although there's a relationship through DNT, not mm. directly you and I. I know our relationship has come from from LinkedIn and a bit of engagement, me tagging you into some posts yeah. to get your views. So, I think that with all of these things, there, there's ways of building followers and building engagement, which are two very separate things. Um, People often say that you should focus solely on engagements, but actually that's rubbish because if you've got 10 people following you and all 10 engage, you've still only got 10 people seeing what you do. Um, if you've got, let's say, 100,000 yeah. and you you then look to improve your engagement, you actually reach more of 100,000, provided they're real people mm-hmm. and broadly within your market. 
Um, Twitter was a very interesting one. So in the early days, I I was speaking to myself. Uh, I think that's the only way to put it. I joined okay. Twitter in 2008, um, put on a post, six months later, put on a post, six months later, put on a post. Okay. Didn't really get it at all. Um, what changed was that I just started reaching out to people. Okay. So, so how did you reach out to people? Um, so following them, okay. replying to tweets that they were putting on. These, okay. these were the early adopters. Um, and just getting into conversations with them. And it was a lot more, um, a lot easier to get viral back then. It was a lot more social because mm-hmm. Twitter now is a nasty, horrible, evil place. I have heard that it's going out. Is that true? Uh, yeah, I, I I wouldn't recommend anyone uses Twitter. There's... Um, if I was starting a business today, I wouldn't even bother with Twitter. Um, the first thing is that the vast proportion of what you do is only viewed by people that you reply to. So any interactions, it's limited to people who follow you both. Yeah, Whereas the likes of LinkedIn, everyone can see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. naturally, every comment that you put on has got a much higher reach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a real nasty undercurrent of um, you know, some horrible political views, some horrible um, movements on there that mm-hmm. are just all about promoting hatred rather than... Than positivity. Rather than positivity, mm-hmm. whereas LinkedIn generally is more positive. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook generally is more positive, mm-hmm. um, not so much as LinkedIn. Instagram generally more positive, mm-hmm. even though it's got a fake veneer on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Twitter, you know, I, I started following people. I then um, looked at aggressively following people. That was okay, but then you realise that you're following those people, they don't follow you back. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the etiquette is, follow, or used to be, you follow people who follow you. Um, I found that another thing that really worked in the early days was cottoning onto hashtags, yeah. um, be, being there and being present on hashtags, um, but more importantly, finding things that encourage people to share. Absolutely. So there used to be things called Follow Friday. I don't know if you remember Follow yeah, Friday. Do, Nobody yeah. does it anymore. Um, but things like that really mm. helped build a platform there. Mm. Um, LinkedIn, on the other hand, um, LinkedIn, I kept to just people that I knew personally. Okay. Until, I'm going to guess, seven years ago. Okay. Um, accountants and lawyers and all the other professionals have this fear that if I share my contact list other people will nickel my clients um, but around that time people really started to use LinkedIn and Twitter mm-hmm. in particular mm-hmm. as ways of continuing networking and taking it offline so everyone mm-hmm. I'd meet I'd go to an event I would take the attendee list home and even if I didn't speak to them I'd send them a LinkedIn message hi you were at this event I didn't get to see you mm-hmm. would love to be connected great that's really good strategy. So you say you don't have a social media strategy, but that certainly sounds like there of, is a social media kind, strategy. Kind of. So, um, so I just reached out to them. And then with LinkedIn, all of a sudden, I found that people started tagging me in things and I'd be getting views. I picked up a great tip recently that if any second degree connection likes something that you put on, um, send them a message and thank them. So I started great. doing that. Um, did Do you use to... LinkedIn Helper? No, I don't know. That's why you need to get Jill Chitty on. So to... I've, um, I've come across LinkedIn Helper. Um, in fact, one of my colleagues, Rob Brown, uses it. and Because okay. I said to him, what's this LH in the corner? Yeah. And he explained it as LinkedIn Helper. Um, in terms of automation tool, contacts and automation tool, mm. um, I, I'm just a bit scared of my accounts being closed. 
I think like anything, as long as it's managed in the right way yes, and things and you are don't set, take the mickey. yeah, and and I guess like what we were talking about earlier was if things are set up with the right foundations at the beginning, yes, then it won't get to that. And I think often us as entrepreneurs, as we're so quick and and we've got similar personality traits, mm. I'm a DI as we spoke about in, in yep. disc actually earlier, um, is is if things aren't set up properly, you know, sometimes we'll just go straight in without thinking about. The, the longer term, or the consequences. Yeah, and, and automation, it's, um, it's an interesting one. Yeah. Um, I've tried automation on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Twitter was was quite good, um, although doesn't really, I, I don't believe automation really works on those platforms now. Yeah, I, I, I would agree so with that. So the Twitter yeah. automation, what, what I did was I looked at influential business news pages, I looked at influential business figures, and then automated interactions with those people. So it might be liking their tweets or so on. The problem with that is I actually saw, um, I, I saw somebody I know um, be subject to, um, I wouldn't say a hacking attempt by automation, but something that was actually really quite disgusting. So he, he had an automation tool, mm-hmm. but whenever he's followed by someone on Twitter, it would say hi and then put their name in Thanks for following me. You've probably seen it on Twitter. Yeah, I have, yeah. Okay, so he had this tool, and yeah, so if I followed him, it would be Hi, Kari, thanks for following me. Mm-hmm. Somebody changed their name to a web link to an image. Oh. Okay, so all it had was Hi, space, thanks for following me, and a disgusting image. Mm. And that's what made me think, actually, do you know what? I don't really want random likes and comments and no, good going point. my account. Yeah. Um, so I think there was a place for automation, but but now I think now I've built the platform. For me, it would be a challenge to heavily automate. Mm. Um, okay, what about the? And I know we, we've touched on this, but it'll be good for us to talk about mm. this. Is um, click funnels, sales funnels, um, lead pages, all <laughs> of all the all, stuff? I know these words. I yes, these words. which which actually seems that if you're not doing it in your business right now online, you're missing out huge yeah i i don't know how much of that is real and how much of it is hype okay um, there's good always point. hype out there um but the fun the fundamental um learning of the yeah the fundamental concept of a funnel is yeah it's always been there it's just we call it a funnel now no. what um, did we call it before would you say sales strategy strategy process yeah. it's just a it's a new buzz it's word. A new buzzword and i i do fear for those who um, hook their whole business onto creating funnels because there'll be a new buzzword down the line. Absolutely. But you know, I see with with content, I see that there is a funnel of four stages. Um, you've got your content, so um, that's I would actually say content and buzz. You've then got your distribution. You've then got your nurturing process, Absolutely. which is actually the bit that I'm really weak on. Um, so when you've distributed it you get some interest what do you do with that interest and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, you've got your nurturing process down to your conversion mm-hmm. um the skill set in each bit of that funnel is actually completely different because you're so right you can be a great content creator but if you don't distribute it and you um, don't nurture it absolutely if you if you create it but you don't distribute mm-hmm. it no one's going to see it and great content is actually content that's distributed, not content that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, distribution requires a certain skill set. Definitely. Nurturing a very different skill set. And then again, conversion comes mm. into sales, not marketing. Yeah, yeah. So good points. I'd say for myself and my business where I'm right now is the nurturing and the converting. I've got that 
I've got that pretty good. Sure. Um, but I need to scale up. But for me, it's the it, it's the the two things at the beginning that I I'm working on at the content moment. Content and distribution. Content and distribution, and I suppose that's because my messaging has changed as I've returned back. Um, you know, having had my trial, you know, my, my challenge. Of so, so let me let me give you some tips. Great, um, I'd I, love that. I'm actually delivering a presentation on this in Silicon Valley in a few weeks. Amazing. And I'm more than happy for both you and any of the listeners to share um, the material that I share there. Great, um, thank but you. But also the systems that we use for um, creation of content and the distribution of content. Great. And the title of the presentation is... Um, how to turn 30 minutes of content into a lifetime of marketing. Amazing. Guess what? It comes about from this podcast. So whenever you've got some content, there's content within content. It's not, not necessarily what you're looking for. Yeah. So I'm sure that if we were to play this um, chat back to ourselves, mm-hmm. we would probably find five articles that could be written. Okay. We would probably find one or two key themes and we'd probably find some real bullet point quotes that we can put out there. So the key is to create some cornerstone content that um, you can sort of branch everything else off from, um, but also to try and get that content to be evergreen. Okay. So what I mean by evergreen is that we can use it any time, any place. Um, a good example would be this versus, for example, talking specifically about click funnels. Okay. which might not be around in a couple of years, speaking specifically about GDPR, yes. which has been and gone. Um, there's all of these things that are topical mm. and get a very short-term bump, but actually aren't valuable for our business. The valuable Good stuff point. is the evergreen content that we can then reuse, repurpose. Mm-hmm. So 30 minutes, there's then a process to try and extract the value from that. Okay. Um, and then that's where distribution comes in. Okay. So distribution's got two levels. You've got your core distribution, as I see it which is putting on an Instagram post, putting on a Facebook post, putting on Twitter posts, etc. LinkedIn. But then um, you can take it up a step by really amplifying that message. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the amplification for me is very similar to SEO. Okay. Um, so back when we built a website yep. 20, 15 years ago, yep. we would write it and then we'd get an SEO expert to write a load of keywords, to turn them into whites so you can't see them and put it up there. That, that's how SEO used to be done. Yeah. Nowadays, that's just very simply going onto LinkedIn, um, writing a controversial headline, a, a mini call to action to get people to click read more, mm-hmm. to then put your three bullet points in, and then a final call to action to get engagement so people see it. There's my LinkedIn formula. Okay. Um, that's kind of the SEO behind a LinkedIn post, mm-hmm. and that really sits within the the second level of distribution okay. as far as I see it. Um, but then once you've got it out there, you need to look at how you then get it into a system to then nurture because hmm. the nurturing process is fairly simple absolutely logically we know what to do hmm. but it's that disconnect um, hmm. and certainly this is my weakness is the disconnect between hmm. the amplification through the press and through social media and getting to that nurturing hmm. stage so what are three things you could do to help yourself right now where we are today <laughs> around your nu- around okay so the finger arts one another two to help with the nurturing another, another two uh very simple set up set up landing pages great and i'm in the processes of doing that yeah, currently so set up landing pages and to set up a call to action to get people on there great simple um, but the reality is that i wouldn't want those who've engaged with the content i put out there they engage with it for a very particular reason but I don't charge for my advice. It's it's all free of charge. It's all valuable. 
and it just needs to make sure that it fits my values of what I I'm understand trying to deliver. That. And also, it doesn't look like an American sales pitch. No, I, I understand that. there's too many internet that, marketers yeah. out there just after a quick buck. But if it's done in the right way, like you say, with your values being authentic to your to your brand, then it shouldn't be a problem. That's it. And that's the, I, I think that's where a lot of people fall down on mm. the content, on the distribution and the nurturing is they try and monetize it too early. Definitely. If you try to monetize your content, mm. then you've actually got the wrong reason for delivering that content. Definitely. And you'd be far better off charging someone. Because um, look, you know, the stuff we've talked about, we could probably, both of us could probably sit down and charge someone an hourly rate to Definitely. talk about it. Yeah. We're giving it away for your charge here. Yeah. If we were looking to monetize this interview, we might as well be sitting down with 10 different business owners, charging them each 200 quid for that advice. Absolutely. But that's not what we're talking about it for. No. that's not what we do no no um, and I, I read quite recently and I'm sure you have too uh, Daniel Priestley says it's between 7 and 13 um, hours worth of content before that person free content before that uh, that person actually buys from you would you agree with that um, yeah yes and no so I think that's an adaptation of the old touch points of marketing that there's there's not much new science out there uh, we all dress it up in mm-hmm. in our own ways um, mm-hmm. you read any business this is not dismissive of Dan I think mm-hmm. he communicates things in a really clear way mm-hmm. but actually most business books out there take mm-hmm. take a concept and then adapt it mm-hmm. um, but it's the same underlying concept mm-hmm. so without wanting to go on too much of a tangent look at Michael E. Gerber entrepreneur manager technician I then read a book with four different types. I then read a book with two types. It was the same concept, mm. just mm. dressed up in a different way. And I see what Dan's doing is, um, with that, is the, the old touch points of marketing. Mm. It doesn't necessarily need to be content, but you need to be somebody that people know, that they can trust, that they like, mm. they've seen you, they know that you, yeah, they, they know deep down that you know what you're talking mm. about. Mm. Um, whether you achieve that through content or, mm through billboard advertising and TV advertising mm. and so on. It's, uh, it's different ways mm. of hitting it, but but certainly mm. the concept of different touch points mm. are absolutely vital. Mm. What about, because we've both been in the space of working with people for, for many, many mm. years, um, do you think building relationships um, face-to-face as we are, like talking in person now, is different to, to online? Yes. And what, what so that's a really simple, simple closed answer. Good. Yes. No, but that, it, it's good <laughs> it, that you say it that. It absolutely is. Look, um, I think there's a couple of different aspects to it. I think online, you can develop your own persona, and you know, sort of really funny um, meme picture of um, somebody forgetting they're not behind a keyboard. It's a little weedy bloke. Yeah, must have been five foot five, um, up against a high school jock. Uh, yeah, he's gonna. I, I'm gonna fuck you up. Yeah, all of this. Um, <laughs> and then the meme is he forgot he's not behind a keyboard. So yeah. there is a, um, a persona that people mm-hmm. can give out now, whether mm-hmm. it's a persona of business success, mm-hmm. whether it's a persona of um, credibility. The message that you give out online isn't necessarily the um, message that you give out face-to-face. Um, so there's that loss of authenticity, but also there's the nuances of human relationships that can't be replicated online, even through a video call. Um, and I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't want to become too um, happy clappy about it but I, I I don't know if it's the vibes that we give off if mm. it's the body language I, I don't know what it is but there's certainly a difference between having a conversation via a phone call or an email and having a conversation face to face and I think that social networking is great for 
building initial contact and topping up existing contact. Absolutely. Um, I, I tend to think of um, relationships like bank accounts. And you, know, you can make a withdrawal or you can make a deposit, mm. but you don't want it to go overdrawn. No. And over time, that, that money erodes away mm. through inflation. Definitely. So you need to stay in touch with people. Definitely. And if you leave it too long without um, staying in touch, you know, you, the value of that relationship drops. Absolutely. Um, online networking is great for just topping it up. You know, that You're odd right. message. Yeah. Um, how are you doing? Or mm. great article or whatever. That, that's mm. great for just keeping it topped up. Mm. But you can't beat face to face. No, I, I agree with that. And another thing I would say, and I say this very often, especially if I do do any interviewing in the corporate space, um, and in my coaching is you never know who you're going to meet on the way up in your career or on the way down. Um, you never now know whose paths you're going to cross with. This world is very small. It really, so you really have is. got to always lead with integrity, professional, um, and with, with, with strong values because what you see sometimes isn't how it seems. No, um, no. Um, that's that's exactly right, and it actually we're going to be closing up this chat very soon. Absolutely. Um, but uh, this has been amazing. We'll probably have yes. a part three sometime soon. Definitely. As well, I Thank you for the opportunity. Um, no, that's okay. But the um, one bit of advice I got given by my dad, which I've always lived to, is you know, he told me to get a file of facts and keep everyone's contact details. Great. Which kind of has um, set the scene for the social networking. It's set the scene for going out there meeting people. And it's a really valid piece of advice mm. because you know, I always say this. I thought I'd come up with this, but I don't think I did. Um, and the reason I say that was I was a guest on, on a podcast. Um, I listened to a few episodes before, and two of the guests said this quote, which is business is no longer B2B or B2C. It's H2H, to human to human. Absolutely, right, heart thought, to heart. I thought, I thought I'd come up with that, with the human <laughs> to human. And... I'd been on stage saying it. I didn't know, but I'd obviously ripped it off from someone, I guess. Because, I was thinking, well, Matt Pugger said it, Matt Pugger said it, but I'm sure I came up with it. Mm. So I Googled it, and then I saw somebody else had said it, probably five years before I'd even thought of it. So mm. I must have heard it and copied it. But whoever came up with it first, I, mm. I don't know, I can't, I can't pin it on anyone, or I can pin it on several people. Um, the concept of business being all about people and all, all about relationships, it's really valid. Absolutely. And yeah, I, I think that it drives all of the interactions that we have day to day. Definitely. Kiki, it's been an absolute Thank pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to The Carl Reader Show. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and tell your friends. This podcast was brought to you by our sponsor, D&T Advisory, helping you unlock the magic in your business by adding value, not numbers. Find out more at www.team-dt.com.